Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where it is my job to break down the moments and the stories that changed people's lives and also have a little bit of fun, sometimes a lot of fun, in the process discovering some things about people that you wouldn't normally know. And today on the show, I have my friend Lauren Tizzolo. I've known Lauren for a long time. We went to high school together. Um, and actually lately, in the past six months, uh, she's been helping me build uh, the website uh, for my company in, in uh, her spare time and really helping me out there. So I'm super grateful to have her uh, you know, helping me out on that front. I'm definitely not uh, as much of a web savvy person as her. Um, and she's been a great help in that respect. Um, you know, On top of that, she's a hustler. She has a, you know, a great job at a great company that she touches on here. But she also has a lot of other side passions and projects that she works on um, and we really get into all that and uh, I will say this now there is a special surprise at the end uh, that I was not expecting and honestly she uh, she goes in so <laughs> you're gonna have to listen to the entire thing to get there um, and I'm telling you it is it is uh, it is worth the journey on this podcast a little bit wide-ranging conversation but uh, but a lot of value in here too honestly um, you know about how Laura got her job and um, you know her uh, her other hobbies and passions that she does at night. I'm not going to uh, digress too much here, but uh, just make sure you know uh, that our sponsor today is SodaBeats.com, the easiest and best way to make b- hip-hop and rap beats online for free right now. Uh, you know, you own the beat once you decide to download it. You own the beat. You can do whatever you want with it. No royalties. They don't keep any of the rights to the beat. It's all yours. So make sure to check that out. Uh, you can pull it up on Chrome, Safari, Firefox. Doesn't matter. No downloads necessary. SodaBeats.com. Best way to make beats online. I hope you enjoy this episode today with my friend, Lauren Tozola. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast. And today on Bobcast, I have my very good friend who I have been working with um, more than I've ever worked with her in my life <laughs> in the past, uh, you know, six months or more. Uh, Lauren Tazzolo, also known as Tuz, if you are, uh, you know, from uh, in, 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 in the circles of uh, Hundred and County, then that's how you know her. If not, then you may know her as, as, uh, as, as Lauren, but, uh, yeah. in, in my eyes, she's Tuz. Um, and that's how I know her, but Tuz, uh, thank you for doing this today. I know this course, is a yeah. long overdue, um, and you're, and you're here and we kind of just, we're like, let's just do let's it. Let's just freaking do it. Yeah, yeah. I texted you and you're like, nope, we're doing it. And I'm like, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, and, uh, I, but I think, um, you expressed interest like way before. So mm-hmm. I yeah. think it just never like worked out with where we yeah. were at, mm-hmm. um, location wise. Um, uh, but yeah, if you want to like, just let people know, you know, um, for the people who don't know you or the people who do know you who haven't seen you in a while, yeah. which ends up being a trend on this podcast. I'm like <laughs> resurrecting people we haven't seen in five years. But um, but yeah, let people know, you know, what you do, who you are, what you're doing these days. And we're just going to like go on the, you know, podcast cool. trail and see where it leads us. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so most people know, um, at least I went to high school with, went to North Carolina, went to school at UNC Wilmington. I uh, graduated with a degree in film and a degree in business analytics. Um, so the film stuff was kind of hard to get into. Uh, so I decided to go with my business analytics degree and, you know, um, see where that took me. And now I'm working as an engineer for a financial tech company in, in Wilmington, North Carolina. So I'm still living over there, having a good time. My lovely boyfriend Chris is here with us today. Shout out to you, Chris. Shout out to Chris. And, uh, yeah, that's life's good. That's it. Um, and <laughs> you know what? Like, when I, uh, when I like, 
started talking to you about like what I was doing with uh, mm-hmm. with the company and stuff, um, you know, and I started like asking you what you were doing. I'm like, and you're telling me about this company that you work for. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is like, this is a company, like you have not said one bad thing about this company. Oh, no. Like it has been over, you like, everything you express about it is like all the good things that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you, I know, I know you went mostly for film, but then you kind of went into this like analytics side mm-hmm. um, and started doing that like professionally. Mm-hmm. But like, was it this company that really made it like, okay, maybe I want to do film, but yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Kind of, you know, when I was graduating and stuff, I was, you know, looking at what my opportunities were in film. I did a lot of internships in film. I did one in New York. Um, I worked on some film sets in Wilmington. It just wasn't like the entry level jobs for those positions. You really got to be a business exec to be brought in as a top person. Um, so I was, I really got into business analytics in college and I found that as another passion of mine. So I pretty much incorporated film and business analytics together in most of my classes. Uh, my capstone in film was about business analytics. I studied Disney's revenue and things like that. So um, it ended up just being working out that way. And, you know, film is still a passion of mine. I want to do it later in life, maybe, or even on the side. Um, so, yeah, I just this company is just a great company. And, you know, um, we, uh, yeah, we build an app for banks, helps banks take out loans, helps banks do all their daily necessities and I go in and fix the app when it's broken. It's a lot of coding, a lot of technical work, but it's a lot of fun. The people are great. We can wear whatever we want to work. We play ping pong. We shoot each other with Nerf guns. It's great. It's it's an amazing company. Yeah. I have no idea what you do, even though you just explained it, but <laughs> that's what um, everyone says. Yeah, and honestly, that's what people even say. And like, I know, I know that you understand the podcast mm-hmm. stuff, but even that seems. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it is the. This is the thing when you have a job where it's like it's not a job that people go to school and they're like, I'm going to get this job. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't look at this exact position like Mm -hmm. six years ago and go, I'm going to have that one position when it's not a job. Like, you know, these like major, these large classifications of jobs, then Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard because people can't visualize Mm -hmm. in their mind, like really what the job is. Exactly. Um, So like, that's kind of one of those jobs. And, uh, Mm -hmm. but, but that's great that you have it. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you like get in with this company, like in college before you went, um, so, started working for them after or yeah so my between junior and senior year I went and studied abroad in Germany um, met a lot of really cool people that went to my school in Germany because it was a whole group from my school were there uh, we met people from other schools as well which was really cool um, but yeah I started hanging out with them they were a little older than me had classes with them they're like yo I'm looking at this 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 place to work it's Encino it's like an amazing company we're looking to work there um, my one friend gets a job, graduates a year before me, and he starts telling me about it. And I'm like, this sounds like an amazing place to work. I'm just going to, you know, be interested in it and put it on my list of things I want to potentially look into and do after college. And um, an entry-level position opened up being an engineer, um, which I didn't have all the qualifications for. Um, but the company is very much looking for people that are going to fit their culture, have fun, do their job, and just make the company grow. Um, and luckily I was able to do that. And now about a year into my job, I'm performing very well and 
I pretty much know everything I need to know to do my job. So they provided a lot of training for me as well. So did you just apply for the job and then you got it or like how no, was that? No. So um, I applied for a few jobs in Encino actually. I knew I wanted to stay in Wilmington, North Carolina, just because I love it. I live on the beach. It's like an amazing place. Um, and I knew I wanted to stay there. Encino is one of the bigger companies there. Um, and if I was going to stay in Wilmington, it was either going to be Encino or it was going to try to get a film job with the production company that's there. And I, I, there weren't really many production jobs available during COVID especially. So I was looking at Encino. I applied to like probably five other jobs there. Didn't get those. Got this one. Got the first interview. Felt really good about it. Then they make you take a test. Um, basically to just see your... Um, aptitude or something maybe not really aptitude but just to see like your problem solving skills really because it's like a puzzle specific to the job yeah Uh, specific to the job we um so it's built on salesforce so it was like a salesforce test so they said okay go in and configure this they give you a sheet and they say you can use your resources you can use google we just want to see if you can solve the problems Mm -hmm. and implement this into this salesforce organization so did that did really well at that got my third interview was with one of the se- two of the senior managers and uh, another support engineer. Um, felt really good about that interview after, but actually, what happened was they had more qualified candidates than me originally. Um, but they were like, "We're just gonna keep your name on file, see what happens." A month later, I get a phone call, and they're like, "I'm about to move back to New Jersey, right, to live with my parents because I don't have a job." They're like, "We have a job offer for you," and I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'm gonna stay in Wilmington. Yeah, 100 percent." So what did it feel like in that month of just like, uh, we're going to put your name on the list and, uh, Hey, we'll get back to you. (laughs) So I was applying for other jobs, obviously. So I was thinking about moving to Raleigh, North Carolina as well, because there's a lot of jobs there. Um, I actually did get an offer there and I was thinking about taking it. That was, I got the offer right before I got my Encino offer. So if I didn't get my Encino offer, I was going to go move to Raleigh. That's good you didn't um, take that other one like yeah. right away. Yeah, I did. I Had wanted a to think bit about of patience there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm at my internship. I was working at a solar panel company doing marketing for them for a while. I was at my internship when they gave me the call, and I was like, "All right, guys, I'm done with my internship. I'm yeah. out. Sorry." Yep. <laughs> so I'm I done. actually <laughs> ended up not. I actually ended up working part time for them for a little bit as a uh, marketing specialist. But yeah. A little freelance, right? there. Little freelance. Yeah. Gang, gang. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So, yeah. um, so you're waiting. So this entire process just to like, you know, get this job, and then mm-hmm. also not know if it's gonna, you know, happen, and then mm-hmm. have them wait. I feel like that's a lot of what what uh, I think. There's a lot of pressure to like get the first thing mm-hmm. that comes. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many things that look amazing mm-hmm. before you like get into it. Yeah, you know exactly. And uh, and on the other hand too, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of that where it's like you're out of college and you like just don't have it's either you don't have time to be patient or you Mm -hmm. don't have money it's usually you don't have money Mm -hmm. so you can't be patient because you don't have money exactly um and i feel like there's a lot of people are like really pressured to like do the like whatever oh i have i got one offer gotta get whatever yeah 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 no i was lucky that my parents were like we'll we'll help support you until the end of july is what Mm -hmm. they gave me and luckily i got that job offer on like july 3rd so yeah yeah, so it worked out, and then I got an apartment, and it's still there today, so. So what is the, okay, so they create, okay, well, I will just throw some, like, definitions out there. 
Salesforce is mm-hmm. a uh, basically allows you to in a basic form allows you to track the sales of your company. Yeah, so like it's in a, its most basic job. It's a customer relationship management CRM, system. Yeah. Yep, CRM. Exactly. I had no idea what that meant before I went into like <laughs> before I worked for a digital marketing agency. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's a CRM. So in its basic form, my internship actually actually used it. They used the basic form of it. You're just tracking your clients. You're tracking what they buy, what they need. If you need to follow up with them, you're tracking and you're bringing call notes. them too. Like this is important too because mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like Google Sheets where like it's mm-hmm. just a spreadsheet. Like you actually like they have the client or prospective client, whatever, has mm-hmm. like an account. Mm-hmm. Um, you create their own little account, their yep. own profile on your Salesforce, mm-hmm. and you bring them along the journey exactly. as they go. So yep. they come in as you know an MQL and SQL or whatever it yep. is, which is this is also like Chinese for people who don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is like sales qualified lead, marketing qualified lead. Yep. Um, you know, sales qualified lead would mean like a salesperson. You know, talk to them, and then that's what was their foot in the door. A mm-hmm. marketing qualified lead is like a marketing. Uh, some some of some form of your marketing brought them in. So mm-hmm. like, but those are different forms. Exactly. Like all this a lot shit. Of classification, There's so much yeah. to mm-hmm. this that yeah. I obviously didn't know until I used Salesforce. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it's a whole. So thing. yeah, what our app does basically is it's an integration that people buy for Salesforce. So they'll put it on their their loan platform. You'll see Encino, and what Encino has is like loan origination. It builds all these other extra things into Salesforce. Um, it's very useful for banks, and all of our clients are banks. So. I see. So it's like a, uh, it's like an add-on for exactly. banks to use Salesforce because yep. just in its, in its form, mm-hmm. Salesforce is kind of general, I guess, or maybe to an for extent, a bank, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. So like for a, if a bank wants to use it, it they're it's not going to have the specific features. Exactly. That yeah. So want, what I want. tell people is like Salesforce is like your iPhone, and Encino's the app installed on your iPhone. Uh, That's yeah. what I tell people. But, it's like a um, Google Chrome extension. It's exactly. Like you have Chrome, you're browsing the internet, yep. but when you want to, you know, click to tweet or whatever, or mm-hmm. whatever the extension might add block, you know, mm-hmm. yep. helps do what you want. Exactly. That's exactly what Encino is, yeah. So do you see, so like back to like what you went to like college for, mm-hmm. do you see yourself getting into the film stuff again when it's like, oh, well, yeah. also... I guess like touch on this too. Your company, the company you work for, does have some sort of like creative. Yep, marketing. There's a marketing yeah. um, department. So eventually, my my dream job would. I mean, I love Encino so much, so I want to stay with them as long as possible. And if it met, fits my career, um, in the future, I would love to stay with them. I love my job there. Um, they have a marketing department. I mean, my dream job in that marketing department would be a marketing analyst. So looking into our different like um ads looking into our marketing proposals and all that stuff putting all the data into a sheet and running some analytics on them that's what i went to college for that's what i love to do so um kind of like what i did for my capstone about disney which was a lot of fun so yeah so it's not really uh like when you think like my one of my friends uh mm-hmm. luke miller who he has a podcast called the freelance network podcast and they mm-hmm. haven't shot one in a while but that's uh I did some episodes there, and uh, he's one of my good friends. And he went for film, but he just, I think he only went for film. And mm-hmm. now he just is out shooting. Like, he works for his company called Oakleaf, and they shoot, mm-hmm. like, all over the place. Um, but that's, you know, that is, you know, you either are a, a PA mm-hmm. or you're, like, this, a star. hopefully they put a camera in your hand. I mean, it yep. seems pretty hard to get to oh, that Oh, that's point, so right? hard to do, yeah. Yeah, to be, a like, director of photography, that's so hard to do. I mean, if I'm going to go back to that industry, I'll probably just do it, like, it's like a contract. They sign you on for a little bit, 
you get like freelance, freelance type, of type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the studio in Wilmington does a lot of freelance hires, so definitely something I might do. I've been doing a little bit of acting here and there too. Was an extra on one of the Hulu shows um, oh, that that's shot sick. there. Yeah, I mean, you saw the back of my head, so that was cool. Um, but like nothing really like acting, acting, but just you know things on the side. Um, while having my main job and stuff, so yeah. Did you like the like directing versus acting versus filming? Like, what was more your like? So speed? my favorite thing to do when I was in film school and on these sets all the time is being a second assistant director. Um, I just had a film come out back around Christmas time called The Astronaut. I did with I had an internship at a production company in Wilmington. Uh, we did it there. They actually brought me on after my internship. They they notified me they're like we need another person on the set do you want to do it I was like sure didn't know what I was doing when I got there but they put me in as a second assistant director and that was a fun job I love that job so what you do is like you just basically keep track of time you yell at people tell them move those lights to the next location please like you're telling people to hurry up we got it we're on a schedule we can't go over our budget we only have this space for a certain amount of time and you're also the person that gets to yell lights camera and then the director you get to yell at the PAs who are the yeah, kind yeah. of, yeah. You're the person that you said, all right, places, and then lights and camera, and then the director will yell oh, action. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So you'll go lights, and they, they say, um, they don't really say anything usually, and then you say camera, they say speeding. Lights, camera, sound, rolling, and then they'll yell, cam- uh, the director yells action, yeah. Yo, what happens if something gets fucked up in that process? I mean, people Oh, it's bad. Out. Yeah. It's so bad. When you're in the, the worst feeling ever is when you're in the editing room, and you see that something's fucked up, you're like, that's why films take so long. They have to go reshoot things all the time because things don't match so up. So they legitimately have to like reset up the entire scene or whatever. Sometimes. It depends. Or, or like you already yeah. have, like are you, do they take like, and you don't have to like go through, it's probably take yeah. a long time to go through this process. I mean, it's shit, a, yeah. we have all day. I don't, I don't <laughs> shit, but, um, do, like, so do they film that day and then at the end of the day they look at all of it? Or yeah, like, so those are called dailies. So yeah, for the uh, most part, um, so what you'll do is when you're on set, you have like scene one A, B. So all the shots are broken down. So scene one might have like 20 different shots. That could take a whole day. You'll have scene A, one A, one B, one C, one D, one E, one F, and so on. And they'll usually go A, B, A, A, C, and all that stuff. But um, yeah, that takes a long time. And each shot, you've got to get at least two good ones. And these act- actors sometimes are like, they're hit or miss sometimes. So you got to make sure they're really on their game they know their lines they're practicing they're making sure their blocking's good the director has to go in and show them where they have to walk and all that it takes a long time um we have to get the slate done if the slate's not matching up with the sound not good so what is that the video matching with the sound or what yeah so what happens is you'll go when the assistant director yells all right lights camera sound and then they'll yell slate what happens is we have to make sure the sound and camera are both rolling and that this microphone is going to pick up that sorry pick up that slate so that they can match up the sound so they'll look for that peak in audio and match it up in editing so oh, that's like the up. clap or yeah, something yeah exactly yep exactly oh, oh yeah do they do the thing yes yeah so that's what that's for is to sync up the audio with the with the camera so uh, yeah so there's yeah there's no, it's a lot. <laughs> nobody knows this entire the entirety of like how all that goes down oh no like, it's they just a see lot. the finished product i mean film school was intense we had we had a lot of classes about production i had a lot of classes about film studies too so i had to study like older films from like france and italy and germany like all these foreign films 
and we studied like American film and like from the 50s and 40s like ever since the camera was invented I know everything about like that I feel like I know everything about that what was the thing that they invented for for horses for horses something with it wasn't I don't know I think it was some man there's I definitely don't know enough information about this to like keep going with this but it was something where it was like medieval or something and I think what they were trying to do were was they were trying to see if all four legs of the horse were off the ground at the Mm -hmm. same time and for some reason that's like how some film thing got invented because they were trying to see that now i have no idea i don't know i just remember that from my film i took one film class Mm -hmm. and uh it was this older dude and he taught film in prisons oh wow like not jails like prisons Mm -hmm. and that's where he taught film and so he was really cool like down there so like with us it was like a layup we were Mm -hmm. just like 19 year old 18 year old college Mm -hmm. kids um but yeah we watched like casablanca um 2001 space odyssey yep um a bunch of other famous ones that i'm Mm -hmm. probably just blanking on but yeah that that really we didn't do anything at Mm -hmm. the end of each class you had to have a page of notes and then you turn that in and that's great but so I didn't do anything, mm-hmm. but it was just cool to kind of like he would just kind of have a discussion about it. And mm-hmm. my grandparents loved Casablanca, yeah. but I never really sat down. Like I watched it with them, but I never really sat down and like, and, like thought consumed about it. it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because I mean, these old films, they would shoot it on film. They would take the film strip and they would splice it up, like cut it in order to edit it. So obviously they didn't have editing programs. They would literally physically cut the film and tape it together in order to put it together. So that's why there's like, when you watch some of them, there's like a little break and it yep. blacks out. Yeah, that's them cut physically. We had to do a project actually where we had to actually cut film. Cause I mean, it's a style choice nowadays. Obviously mm. we have digital, but some like directors. Like... <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But some, some directors want to shoot on film, which is kind of insane because it costs so much money now to do. do. Are there any like films that are like famous films that are genre? Or I'm they, to think. They're all like, like. I mean, there are to this day. Like there are some. Like low key yeah. productions, though, right? They're like. No, there was film. a there was a uh, higher production that did it. Oh, I mean, it cost a ton of money. That's the thing. It's like, especially yeah. Polaroids. That shit, like, you can't take Polaroids like yeah. a, a, every day. Yeah, no, it, it costs cost, it costs a lot of money. But, um, yeah, they, yeah, it was it was crazy what they had to do back in the day but when I was in my internship I learned a lot um I got to hold like a ton of really cool cameras we had the Iron Man 3 camera we're famous for have filming Iron Man 3 in Wilmington for some reason I don't know why we did it in Wilmington but um they have the camera that they they shot with Iron uh Iron Man 3 which is really cool to see that's a really cool camera um and then we recently the company I used to intern for used recently did the Kygo music video with um, the two stars from the Outer Banks show. Oh, yes. Maddie yes. Klein and what is it? Chase. Is that MTV? What, Outer Banks? What is that on? No, Outer Banks is Netflix. Oh, what am I? So that's shot in Charleston, South Carolina. It takes oh, okay. place in the Outer Banks oh, in North Carolina. people have told me about it. It's a good show. It's a good show. I don't, if I watch shows, man, if I watch <laughs> shows or movies, like the list of the amount of shows and movies that mm-hmm. I have that I don't like, like, there's probably so much good shit I'm missing out on. Mm-hmm. Especially now, because people have had so much time mm-hmm. to consume shit, and now they're like, I need a new show. Like, remember when it's like, yeah, people would ask people, hey, do you have any good shows? Mm-hmm. But I think now, instead of it taking like six months, now it's like in three weeks, I need a new show or yep. like a week. 
Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, like I the mean, consumption. So now they have to like keep pumping out these shows. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I jumped in there. But yeah, that um, yeah, the production company did that that music video, which was really cool for us. So it was awesome. But yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting because I'm having you're on here, and then I'm gonna have Brandon on. Mm-hmm. He went to Fairleigh Dickinson for film, and then I'm gonna have my friend Luke Miller on, mm-hmm. and um, he went to Stockton. So we're gonna get all cool. y'all film heads, all the film here. people, yeah, yeah, and like all the different experiences and stuff, yeah. Um, and it really is its own world. And like the thing, like that I kind of not like struggle with but i guess like wonder is mm-hmm. you know i'm i do like i do audio i'm an audio engineer mm-hmm. like whatever but i'm like self i'm self-taught mm-hmm. so i look at people who aren't honestly i haven't really came across the if you shown me somebody who's like all right this person self-taught this person mm-hmm. professionally trained a lot of the times i wouldn't be able to tell you which ones which. oh yeah but i don't know if that is the same i think maybe it's not not that it's not the same but I think with film, I think maybe there's like so much to do. Like there's, yeah. you have to almost be on a set. Like with audio, it's like, yeah, you could just record in your closet yeah, and yeah, then yeah. have a hit song. Mm-hmm. Like Billie Eilish and her fucking brother recording in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. They might still they do They do that. still in his, yeah, in his office, in his so room, in his house. Yeah. So there you go. So mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like uh, other than, other than the kind of, you know film festival type of stuff that happens mm-hmm. i feel like those people are still probably professionally trained too oh but yeah i think mm-hmm. so i think there's a difference with i think audio is and it's for some reason i can't really think of like an mm-hmm. exact reason why it's easier to kind of learn it yourself mm-hmm. but um maybe just the overhead of like cameras like you can't like you can get yeah. a good mic for way cheaper than you can get a like one of those red cameras or something yeah like that. i mean there's a lot of like things like before before obviously i was involved in tv media and del Valle and stuff right i learned some a good amount of stuff there but when you get to college and you're studying it intensely there are things like just like learning how to put shots together is like something you really have to learn about because when you're doing a shot reverse shot it's called you have two people talking to each other on a on set you gotta make sure the angles are right so that it looks like they're looking at each other when you have individual shots like you're doing here you're doing a shot reverse shot here on our podcast yep. but on films, people mess this up all the time. Like, you have to make sure everything is going to run smoothly when you are oh, having I'm, two characters. Don't get it wrong. I'm messing this up right now. It's not <laughs> like this. Is, <laughs> I didn't go to film. film. I just click play and see what happens. Hopefully, yeah. you know, Brandon, uh, he's my savior. But yeah, See, yeah, yeah. I hired a guy who went to film school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's all about continuity with filmmaking. You want to make the viewer immersed in the film. They don't want to... You don't want them to see the film as a film you want them to be immersed in the storyline you don't want you want it to flow smoothly so if you have a character that's looking at another character and then the cut is all of a sudden like off the viewer is going to notice like you're going to notice that they're not actually looking at each other and that's going to mess up the viewing experience so i have only noticed that one time now the one thing i notice more is bad acting yeah Bad acting around good acting. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the number one problem. I don't know if you saw the show um, Dave, Lil Dicky show. I did. So mm-hmm. the first season, did you watch some of that? Yes. Yeah, so I fucking love this show. Mm-hmm. Now they're on the second season. I watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, Andrew Santino, and Gaeta, like the three mm-hmm. main characters, they're all getting better at acting. Mm-hmm. Like It's obvious to me that they're better at acting. I don't know if the writing's better, but, like, they're better at acting. But mm-hmm. around them now, like, I just noticed in the first episode that I watched, like, I didn't think the rest of the acting was that good. Mm-hmm. So it stood out to me because they were better 
Mm-hmm. It's like if you, it's almost, I feel like with music, it's like you don't really notice as much unless there's like a really good artist, mm-hmm. like a really shitty artist. Like then yeah. you're going to notice, but the song might still bang. Like, yeah. but with, I feel like when I'm watching that show and I notice that acting, I fucking cannot get it out of my head. Like mm-hmm. I just keep thinking about it almost like not that it ruins it, but it doesn't, it's not the same yeah as if i didn't notice it yeah exactly yeah no, and i'm just I get a that, regular yeah. viewer i mean yeah and that comes down to if the director's good or not usually i mean with little dicky he's probably directing himself he's so. doing he's editing it himself he's oh, really? shooting it he or not shooting it he's he's di- probably directing it he's writing yeah. it yeah i mean it all comes down really i mean you can have bad actors but if the director is good they can work work on it somehow mm. you know might take a while longer but if the director's good he'll make it and there's one other example that I, that messed me up, which was um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm not sure if you've seen that I show. I haven't seen that show, no. I've heard great I things, though. I love it. Uh, it's funny. When I met my girlfriend, she I don't think she told me that she watched the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe she told me or I, like, just saw it on her mm-hmm. like net, on her Amazon or something. And I was like, oh, I like I love that show. And she's like, what do you talk? Like, no, you don't. Like, you're just yeah. saying that. Like, she didn't even believe me. But mm-hmm. I absolutely love the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people who are listening it's a female uh comedian back in the 50s ish mm. probably maybe i think it was that. The, i think it was around the 50s it was around there and so it's just about her coming up and comedy's like somewhat illegal slash taboo um and it's about her um kind of her come up in comedy as a female comedian like way mm-hmm. back then and i love the show and i don't know the actress's name but there was one so that there was one moment where they panned mm-hmm. and there was a camera Oh, yeah. Like a huge freaking camera. Yeah. And I'm like, how does that... So how does that happen? I know. It happens all the time. It happens more than you know. Like, I'll notice little things like the boom coming right in, dipping into the frame. I'm like, guys, come on. But how on. does that get through? That's my shit. Like, aren't there layers to the shit of people, like, looking at it? Yeah, there are. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes people just make mistakes. Maybe they look at it True. quickly and yeah. you just don't see it. I mean, like I said, they do dailies every day, right? Where you look it's through all the footage. Just... It is a grind. People are tired all the time. Like, I did an overnight shoot once. Oh my god, it was insane. I slept in my car during like when we had breaks. Like we started I think six PM and we got off set at eight AM. So it was insane. We were in the woods all night and that film's supposed to be coming out soon. I'm not sure when it comes out. Um it's in post production still. Um it's on IMDB. It's called The Hunt. Um if you look at my name on IMDB you'll see all the stuff I've done now. I'll since. put it in the description. Yeah. Um I do have I had another little music video film, my friend J D. Um wrote i mean my friend ryan wrote the song and my friend jd and ryan wrote it together um and we created a music video for it it's insanely weird um Wait, out did you there sh- did you show i did show this one yes. too. fix me now i'll say for people who <laughs> listen who know me um you know this video i watch i listen to a lot of shit i watch a lot of shit i'm a dj i'm an artist like i get around there this shit is weird by my standards it's um, weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's out there. You got it. The lamp. There's the a lamp. Lo- yep. There's a lamp. Um. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't even. There's a lamp. I mean, you could talk about it if you want, but they really gotta I mean, watch it to get the whole thing. You just really gotta watch it. I can't explain it. I'll just I sound like a weirdo it. explaining it. Even if I tried it. to explain, it, I wouldn't be able to explain it. So. You can't even explain it. But it won a film festival, so that yeah. was cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it was out there, but that's how you like stand out in these competitions and things like that, which was cool. And then I had that other one I did with the film company just won an award as well, so that one was cool too. But um. Do you, yeah. do you, is that kind of like, like, you, well, what you kind of just said right there, like, 
do you have to be weird just to be weird or like do you have to like break outside the box just to do it just to be seen noticed like do you think is that yeah, like a, i mean is that everyone, like a downside or is that a good thing it's a good thing everyone's yeah. just trying to be different than the last i mean it's, yeah if i one of the things they told us in film school every single idea you think of has been done in some form you just gotta switch switch it up and make it a different there's nothing different. new under the sun type of thing there's yeah. nothing new that new idea that hasn't been done just switch it up and do it in a different way. That's what's going on now. So, I mean, this is a, basically the, the music video is a love story, right? Done hundreds and thousands and millions of times, just in a very different way now. <laughs> Every song, 50% of songs are about our love stories, right? Yeah, like exactly. Almost, right? Like, yeah. what are the what are the, thing, the, the, mm-hmm. the themes? Money, love, you know, and not, yeah. uh, 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 opposite of love, breaking up. Like, it's yeah, just exactly. all your themes. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it is that. It is it that. It is, yep. And it's just done a different way. Yeah, it's yeah. done in a very different way in this case, but yeah. Yeah, I think something <laughs> with music, um, well, that's a music video. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you, I wonder, and you might know the answer to this with, in this particular instance, but like, do they, did they make the video, did they make the song knowing that that was going to be? Absolutely not, no. No, <laughs> okay. So my friend Ryan's a musician. He has a band called Tennis Elbow. Um and he wrote this song, it was on his album, and him and JD became friends, and we were like, just sitting around, you know, we should make a music video for the song, it's, a, it's about a heartbreak, all this stuff. Um, and JD's very creative, he's very odd, Chris has met JD before, he's very, he's an interesting guy, to say the least. Um, wrote this, came up with a story about a guy falling in love with a lamp, there's the teaser for the people listening. Yeah. Um, and it turned out great. That should be enough to go listen to, to go <clears> watch, watch that the video, thing, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we had a great director of photography on there as well. Um, Dylan, he now lives in L.A. and is doing stuff for Zach King, who was a Viner. Um, and he went to my school and stuff. We had, like, a great team. I was a second AD on it, and it was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, go watch that video. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, yeah. So do you, do you think you're going to, like, just do things like that like kind of when it comes to film probably yeah yeah my friend like i was talking about my friend jd before he's in a comedy band now him and ryan write music together and they uh perform and stuff oh, they like have, that uh, tiktok yeah two tree hill is their name they're really cool straight um, up really creative really really, creative. really creative right yeah so um if he ever needs help i'll probably hit him up and i mean he'll ask reach out to me he's actually moving back to new york now he used to live he was living in raleigh during the pandemic but him and ryan are moving back to new york so that'll be good for them they've they've been doing a lot with a comedian called steve Byrne. um he's pretty big they got to perform at the um gotham i believe it's in new york it's a pretty big comedy club comedy club oh yeah i'm so, a huge comedy fan yeah huge. they got to do that um really cool and yeah so they're just chilling i i'll help out them any any time i just saw jd last week so so we'll keep in touch for forever probably so you said you were um still like consistently playing music like what was that is that just like yeah. a hobby or like? oh yeah just a hobby I, I i've been playing guitar not many people know i play guitar but i've been playing guitar since i was like 13 or 14 and you can like play and sing too i L- sing a little like bit, at yeah. the same time yeah, <laughs> yeah like I that's do, yeah. The, i'm just i only say it that way because that's a fucking skill for people who don't know like it's not like you learn guitar and then you can sing and play guitar yeah, like it's, hard, yeah. it's not the fucking same thing yeah like you have to learn both skills at the mm-hmm. same time it's hard exactly yeah I mean, it is hard. But yeah, I do. I play guitar every day. I pick it up. I'm Sometimes I'll sing. Sang last night a little bit. But, you know, it's fun. I do a little just bit. I just covers. I don't really write. I used to try. But now I just uh, don't really have time to write. So I'm just 
covering songs and stuff. Like one of my favorites to play, Cigarette Daydreams by uh, Cage the Elephant. Love that song. Oh, uh, yo, Cage the Elephant. So just whenever I've, you know, just like everybody else, I, I mm-hmm. heard Ain't No Rest for the Wicked first, and then I just mm-hmm. went into whole discography from there. Mm-hmm. But just that dude's voice, I don't know his name. It's really good, but yeah. But like, holy shit, his voice is like yeah, it's on really some good. other yeah. shit, man. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to play, but yeah. But, uh, and I'm, I'll play later for you too. Let's get it. I'm gonna uh, hook it up. <laughs> All right. But we'll, we got, we'll hook you know, it up later. You know, logic. We got like, we got logic. A thousand yeah. fucking amps on that. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. I feel like every, I'm down. After all the, like, Trett brought his, uh, um, seven string. Mm hmm. Dope. It's crazy. Is it? That's cool. Yeah. That thing is insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so your, like, work day is not yep. normal. Traditional. No, not at all. No. What are your hours? So I currently work with mostly West Coast banks. So my hours at the moment are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, because Eastern that's time. Eastern time because that's the 8 to 5 over on the West Coast. So that's what I'm working right now. I'm actually switching always first. I'm going back to East Coast times. So so what is that? Nice. Eight, eight, 8 to 5, five. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. With the one-hour break in there, you know. So that'll be good. I'm excited to be done with my day at 5 instead of 8. How 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 has it been? Like adjust, like have you had to adjust or are you like a stay up late, get up late person or are you more of like an early bird? I would like to be go to bed early, wake up early person, but with the schedule I've been staying up late, you know, doing my stream stuff, coming up, getting up pretty late, starting work at 11, you know. So you just adapted to it, but it's not your yeah. natural like Not what I want to do. I like waking up early and being productive in the morning, but I've just adapted and done stuff later at night now. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of um, probably like me a little bit in that respect mm-hmm. of like you just got to like do shit all the time because mm-hmm. you don't really like stop like you're no. always doing shit. Uh, and so when we first started, so just to give people some context, so like I have this company, it's a podcast production company and uh, Lauren's helping me do like things with my website that I can't do or and don't know how to do. I don't understand them. So it... So you've been helping me with that, you know, with, around your actual schedule mm-hmm. and then like in the morning, yep. but then at night you have this whole other thing going on that I you've do, been yeah. doing that nobody really knows about nobody that knows about, yeah. either, I feel like, because that's kind of its own, like, you know, its own little community that exactly, you're building, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like. And I know one other person, somebody that I DJ with, mm-hmm. and I think I was like <clears throat> telling you about him too and kind of what he was doing. And when he started DJing again, the people that were watching his streams, mm-hmm were like what's going on dude and so it's really like if i just stopped this podcast like people mm-hmm. would s- people would slowly start to be like what are you what doing what are you doing yeah. you know um because some people tune in every week some people tune in every three or mm-hmm. here and there somebody that they like but mm-hmm. so what kind of were you into were you always like playing video games yeah or? i mean yeah growing up i've always i mean a lot of the like in middle school i played all duty with my brother and things like that and then I've I've always been really been into video games like on the side. Never really took it seriously or anything. Then um, <clears throat> this game I got introduced to in college with some white friends called Apex Legends. Got really invested in the game, like the storylines and just like the gameplay itself. Um, just got really really invested. And then uh, Chris and I started dating. Found out he's really invested in the game too. So that just oh, worked man. out. Oh man, she didn't even get <clears throat> you. You were already got. You already yeah. got Chris, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's really into the game, too. And then I look at him, I'm like, you know, I, I think I want to start streaming this on Twitch. I've been watching Twitch because it's hard. Like, in your normal lives, you're not, not a lot of females play video games, right? I just wrote that down, female streamers, yeah. <laughs> female streamers, yeah. So I, I went and looked into Twitch, and I was like, this is cool. There's a lot of girls on here that are playing Apex Legends. 
started making friends with them. I mod for them now and stuff. And, like, it's, like, a normal thing, like, on Twitch. A lot of females play this game. So I became friends with them, and I'm like, I'm just going to go and do it. So I did it, and now we're starting to build that community up. And, yeah. Why are, are females more... Are they? Do they like this game more than other games? Like, and if so, why? Why do you think that's? I don't true? think females like. I think females like all games. A lot of females like all games. They just, it's just a thing that it's like, huh. men play video games. That's just a stereotype. Yeah. If you look. Oh back, no, I was just thinking about yeah. like this game in particular. Like, oh no, do you just do Definitely. girls like this game like more than other games no, for I think, a reason or no? Or no, is it just? A I mean, it's mostly male still the game. Yeah, but um, just on Twitch, I was able to find I think probably like ten females that play. I became friends with and stuff, so that was cool. But yeah, I used to stream on Twitch um, when I was in seventh grade <laughs> or eighth grade, I think, and it didn't last <clears throat> for me. But I that was when I was fully into YouTube. Not like I'm into YouTube now, which is watching like boating videos and posting podcasts. It was more just like, you know, um, it was just playing two NBA two K. <laughs> like you know, it, yeah. But it was a community then too, and I think mm-hmm. it's similar now. Obviously, there's way more people on the platform. Yeah, there's now, more. but yeah. like for you going from playing the game and then streaming, like you said, you just had the idea and then you were just yeah. Like, I was Fuck watching. It. Let's yeah, get it. Let's try. This one girl I've been following for a while. She lives in Sweden. Um, and you know, I was just talking to her one day, and I'm like, should I just do it? She's like huge now. Like she has. She's sponsored by a company called Corsair, which makes, like, m- oh, mice yeah. and, like, video game stuff. Um, she has, like, like 30,000 followers on Twitch. and makes That's her full-time job. She's a Twitch partner, all this. So, I was just like, should I just do this on the side? Like, do it a couple hours every week? And she was like, yeah, just go for it. And it's been working out really well. Made a lot of friends from it. Um, I'm getting, like, an average of, like, 10 to 15 viewers every time I stream now. Which is hard to do. People don't realize that that's so oh, hard no, to do. Oh, no, it's like getting 10 to 15 people to, like, listen to your song or something. Like, that's actually way harder than that. It's way, it's so hard. Like, um, I'm an affiliate now, and the average you had to have was average of three viewers each stream. So hard to get, because yeah, there's so many people it, on this like, platform. Yo, it's not a fucking podcast. It's <clears> not like, and you can go watch your old, your streams that yeah, you already streamed, yeah, but mm-hmm. who the fuck's doing that? It's yeah. not like this. <clears> it's not like this thing where, like, nobody, we're not even streaming. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, I just, you know, release the polished up version, and then you go listen to it whenever you want to listen to it. Mm -hmm. This shit is you're asking people to fucking block out time Mm -hmm. at a specific time, not, like, on their way to work or on this, like, while you're running down jogging, like a podcast is. Like, Mm -hmm. you're asking them to block out time in their day at a specific time just to watch you. Yeah, and I get viewers from all over the world, which is even, like, I have a viewer that will watch sometimes from London, and I stream at 8 p.m. when I get off work, and it's, like... 1 a.m. over there and he'll still stick around so wow. it's like it's stuff like that yeah is it personality based <clears throat> like do you think that's really why they watch is it yeah is it more that than the actual playing the game or you have to be fucking good at the game right i mean you have or to like, be decent i'd yeah. say i mean i'd say i'm decent chris i think i'm decent right he said yeah say just just so everyone knows i'm decent chris. at the game <laughs> <laughs> no but you... good answer again <laughs> this guy's good he's good he's right good. He's a keeper. He's a keeper, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to be decent at the game, I would say. Um, and, um, I mean, it's more about personality, too. I'll have people come in and be like, you're so fun to watch, dude. Like, I'm like, oh, really? That's awesome. Like, I didn't know. Like, um, I get all the time that I have the voice of this one character from another video game. So, oh, people, like, shit. just like to listen to my voice because they think I'm, they're listening you to another character. You should just push that in your branding. Just I should. Like, the voice from, and then the yeah. real girl would be like, hey. Hey, what? <laughs> yeah, so, um, it's been, it's been a really fun ride. And, I mean, it's still, it's still very early stages of it, but. 
So you do you do it for fun <clears throat> now. Obviously, yeah. you're making a little bit of money off of it. Just now. a tiny bit, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I think I think there's something to that. I mean, like. Uh, you're not somebody who is shy at all or shy on camera and any, any of that stuff. I used to be. We'll get to that later, though. Yeah, actually, yeah, even better. Um, <laughs> that's a good, um, decent transition. But, uh, you know, that's it takes balls, you know, to yeah, do that. It takes balls. Yeah, it, do, it, it, it does. I mean, it does. <laughs> I mean, the people that uh, some people won't. I think it's a personal preference thing too, but some people just don't even want to wear headphones because they don't mm-hmm. want to hear their voice, you yeah. know. And uh, you know, I don't think about it. I haven't thought about mm-hmm. it in years, but it's that's it's that type of thing, you know. Yeah, Where exactly. You have yeah. To, are you listening to yourself as you talk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in the headphones, I have I have little earbuds that are noise canceling, go uh-huh. to my audio interface, listen to myself while I'm playing the game and stuff. So do you find that weird at all? No, I mean, I've gotten used to it just because yeah. I've been playing music forever and I would listen to myself sing uh-huh. and stuff. I used to be embarrassed about that too, but now I just don't give a shit at all. Like, I don't get, Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? As much as you want. Oh, I, fuck I already yeah. dropped like 900 <laughs> F-bombs. So. Yeah, no, I just don't give a fuck anymore about yeah. like what my voice sounds like. I'm just like, if you like it, you like yeah. it. If you yeah. don't, you don't. Just move on. That's like, how I feel about everything. Yeah. Literally <laughs> everything. It's just like, yo, if you don't want to listen, if you're listening to this podcast right now, thank you. I really appreciate it. We're like building something here. Like I don't make money off this. It's for It's every- just for fun. It's for fun. It's for every it's for a little bit of I got a little something for everybody. But mm-hmm. the thing is like the the fact of the matter is is there's it's Spotify right now has 2.5 million podcasts, okay? Mm-hmm. You can fucking find a lot of podcasts that are right for you. Mm-hmm. So, it's the same thing with that. It's just yeah. like if you don't like this or you don't it's not your vibe, like fucking you there is something that's your vibe. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to watch me. Like, if you like it, you like it, and that's it. And, you know, if if you're persistent, if you're doing this as your job, if you're doing this as a passion, what you want to do, if you're persistent with it, you'll get the right people to come in and enjoy watching you and and look at it, too. Like, the same... It's similar. It's so similar to a podcast in a way, like, you... The amount of equipment that you have, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment that you don't need mm-hmm. in regular life, you don't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have it for this thing. Mm-hmm. And then setting it all up, taking the time out of your day, like like you're like, hey, I gotta work, Chris. I gotta work, and then I gotta stream, and then like, you know, and then I gotta hang out. Then we're gonna T- hang out like around that shit, right? Tuesday and Thursdays are stream days. He gets Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. If I, yo, <laughs> if I like, if I set it. <laughs> See, the thing is, yeah, like, dude, me and my girl have, like, been trying to... Shout out to you, Vicky. I love you. But uh, it's so hard. I mean, it's just the fact I'm, like, I have... See, this is the thing that it really is. It's, like, I I tell her, like, I have to do this. And Mm -hmm. she knows, like, it's not that I really... It's not like somebody's making me do this Mm -hmm. thing. Like, nobody's making you stream. Nobody's making me do this podcast. Uh I still have to do it. Yeah, you have to. You have to be persistent. Yeah, and that's, like, the type of mindset you have to be in. And, I mean, I like being in that mindset. Like, I'm just going to keep going for it. Like, Chris has seen me on my bad days and stuff. I'm, like, I don't think this is going to work out. And he's like, just keep it going. I'm like, all right, we're just gonna keep it going and see where it goes someday. We'll see. Yeah, that's the that's all you can do. It's it, this is a start. Like this it's is a start, the very yeah. beginning yep. stages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we look back on this podcast in like five, see five years. Watch 10 me years, be 15, like a huge Twitch streamer and then quit my job. I, <laughs> I honestly complete like I wouldn't. I completely see that happening. Like I, I see. I see. That's the thing. I don't yeah. know if I want it to happen. I still want to be. I still want to have a professional life. That's how I, I am, though. If you want, you can do both. Yeah. Well. I knew yep. that about you because you would have done this like film, you know, Twitch freelance. Like you would have been a freelancer 
mm-hmm. but you got a job. So the fact mm-hmm. that you got a job, now you have a great job mm-hmm. that you wanted, that you loved, but like mm-hmm. you still did that. So that was more important to you than like yeah. being this like, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. So oh, some, I still do whatever I want on the side, outside exa- of work exactly. hours, you know? <laughs> but it's important to you to have that foundational yeah, yeah, yeah. thing mm-hmm. where it's like you don't have to like, worry stress about bills and worry about yeah. shit buy what you want like you know yeah. that's like those are the trade-offs you know and mm-hmm. like the fact that you're upfront about with yourself about that that's mm-hmm. important yeah. you know and mm-hmm. then you can you know tell this dude like you know what's going on so but that's trust me it's better that she, she's got a way see my gr- my girlfriend makes more money than me you know like i that's it's great it's the best man like it's she has she's stable like she's the stable one and mm-hmm. i'm like fucking out here doing podcasts and shit and doing whatever the fuck i want but that's a whole nother uh <laughs> you know, i can open up that can of worms and talk for an hour about that yeah but, you know but it really it comes back to balance you know and uh it, and i think it's good that you have like you're doing it how what I would recommend people would do Mm -hmm. I would not recommend people do what I am doing just because it's kind of like if you think if you have a 9 to 5 and you have doubt like try fucking not having nine to five. Like mm-hmm. the amount of doubt that you have to face like every mm-hmm. day is just fucked. Like mm-hmm. honestly, it's pretty like crazy. Yeah. But I didn't realize that. Um, you know, kind of going into it, but uh, but it's really yeah. It's what type of problems do you want to have? You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you were agree. more on the side of like, let me have this strong foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That's really uh, yeah. I I love doing what I do in my job, so it it works out. So. A lot of my coworkers, I have a few coworkers that stream too, so it's like... Oh, that's so cool, though. Yeah, they'll come in my stream, I'll go in their stream, it's pretty fun, so... Yeah, see, I have no <clears> problem <throat> with the 9 to 5, really. Um, Yeah, like, I haven't found... That's probably, honestly, more what it is for me, mm-hmm. is, like, I've never been in... I've been in so many jobs that are, like, this close to mm-hmm. what I want, but it's not it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, fuck it, I'm working for myself then. Be- but if I had this... I Like, if... Like, I always say this all the time, but if... Any of these guys, you know, Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, Bill Burr, like any mm-hmm. of these, um, Tim Ferriss, like any of these big podcasters, big comedians, if any of them were like, hey, we'll pay you X amount to come, like, you know, produce the podcast, mm-hmm. I would immediately, like, go and do it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it would literally be 10, 12 hours a day or whatever it would be. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. And I'd, then I'd be working a job. So I think that's really what it is. It's like the perfect job. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. But, yeah. like, a little bit off? No, I ain't about that shit. Yeah. But you got the job. I got like, the perfect one for me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so ideal. Um, yeah. So, you were talking about, like, you mentioned a little bit, like, you know, you're, you weren't um, so <laughs> outgoing on camera. Oh, yeah. And, Just in uh, general, honestly, I wasn't very outgoing. Like, in high school? Not very, not really. Maybe senior year a little bit more, but mm-hmm. in general, I mean, we didn't really meet till junior, senior year of high school, so it's like, I wasn't very outgoing. It was... And I never and really knew why. That was because your friends were friends. You know, like, it wasn't it because was like, of, like, yeah. I knew you specifically. Yeah, yeah, we just had mutual friends and stuff, and we became friends. I mean, I'll never forget that one picture we took that the caption was last names because we're both Tuzzo and Sully, you know? Yep. That was so good. But, um, yeah, no, I didn't know why I was so shy in high school until I uh, my sophomore year of college, I had, like, a pretty bad mental breakdown. Um, I didn't think I was going to go back to college. I was home for Christmas break. It was really, really bad. Went to a psychiatrist to figure out what the hell was going on with me. And he was like, you have OCD. And I was like, well, I don't clean. <laughs> I'm, I'm dirty as fuck. I don't clean. I don't wash my hands all the time. I found out that that's not only what OCD is. There's a mental aspect to it as well. Um, and that's kind of what I have. So it all clicked. It made sense why I had social anxiety. OCD was causing it. 
um, made sense why I was so shy in the beginning of high school and even like beginning of college I wasn't as much but it all started building up and I would have these things just repeat in my head that I would be so anxious about all day and I just got to a point where I couldn't move I felt paralyzed so I got on medication in my sophomore year and I've been on it since and I feel great now so got over that little hurdle you know Wow. So what does it feel like when you're, if you're not, like, what did it feel like before? Before? Like if you, so it was OCD in the form of social anxiety. OCD caused the social anxiety. OCD caused the social anxiety. Mm -hmm. So you are not like, if you want to look at it like this, like you weren't naturally socially anxious, really. It was because of the, like, take the OCD out of it. And now you're, you're fine with people. Yeah, people Basically. knew me in middle school, too. I was very outgoing. This really didn't hit until high school. Like, I don't know what it was. So it what sh- triggered something it. changed, you're Something changed. Could have been the uh, fact that I went to a different high school right after middle school and switched back, and it was weird for me. It could have done some- been something with that. It could have been anything. Um, but basically what would happen is, like, let's say, let me take something basic. Like, all right, this happens to me sometimes still to this day, even with medication. Not, It's not an extreme thing. There are more extremes than this. But let's say I leave my house, and I was just doing my hair I had my flat iron on I'll leave the house and then I'll sit in the car for like 20 minutes saying the flat iron's on isn't it the flat iron's on like and I'll be like ready to go and in my head I'm just like the flat iron's on I'll get halfway down the driveway and in my head I'm like the flat iron is on like constantly so this would be happening in social settings too where it'd just be a constant thing so I would just keep quiet because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say whatever I'm thinking you know like it's just a constant rotation of things to the point that made me anxious right so once that keeps happening making me anxious so the other side of that is a compulsion so my compulsion to me saying my flat iron's on would be to go back upstairs and make sure it's not on which happens that eases the ocd right eases the anxiety that's caused by the ocd oh shit you just, <laughs> you just broke this shit down i did break because it down. <laughs> i don't see i never put all the pieces together yeah like i can only see one at i can I've only seen, like, listen, y'all listening, like, you're probably like me. You think, I understand what social, what OCD is. You just flip <laughs> the light switch. Like, that's not, there's, it's, it's, it's layers. It's, it's yeah. layers. It's yeah. layers. Because yeah. all I, I would have seen yeah. was, all I would see is you going back to put the flat on. Okay, it's good. Like, it's good. Yeah, like, no. not You don't this hear this mental... mental stuff. Like, I'll be like, I'll be like, no, I know it's off, but my head is like, it's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. It's like in your head. It's on. And I mean, it's yourself. It's your self-conscious saying that. And that's where people like get confused with schizophrenia and things like that with OCD. Schizophrenia is like you hear other people in your head. OCD, like mental OCD is like you're hearing yourself conscious saying it's on. Flat iron's on. But you know in your heart, like you just know it's not on. So like with this, uh, that's... I think people mistake OCD for like superstition, to be honest. Because yeah. for me, I like to have like the radio is only on a two or it's on a five. Yeah. Like it's not on an odd number. But if it that's is. That's mild OCD. It's still OCD, but yeah. it's mild. Is it, right? Okay. So that's still a form of. It's a form yeah, of. Yeah. If it's on 33 instead of 34 or 23 mm-hmm. instead of 22. You'll change it. Yeah. I, I will change it. But if it's. If, if I'm in somebody else's car. You won't. I just, I'm good. Like, I yeah. won't think about it for long. Yeah. It'll only That's be like where the difference while. is, too. If I had that problem, I would change it in someone else's car. 
Wow. So that's the, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the levels to the shit, right? Yeah, that's the levels. So yeah. everybody might have like a little minor, like everybody has a little bit of anxiety. Everyone has a little, little OCD, a little anxiety, little bit yeah. whatever. It comes to the fact when it gets to a point where it's affecting your daily life. Yeah. That's when it becomes a problem, right? It, this was affecting my daily life. I couldn't move, basically. So this flat iron story, would that happen like all the time? Like how often? Every day. Every day? Wow. Every day, With constantly. different things. Coffee maker, different like things. a wooden I mean, or? even like just social things, like... Like thinking someone's mad at you and they're not, you know they're not. But thinking someone's yeah. mad at you, they're mad at me. They're mad at me. Repeating over and over. But again not in your the head. natural thing of like, oh, I fucking shouldn't have said that. Like, no, that if if I shouldn't have said something, like that's even worse because I'll think about oh, that all day. Man. That'll go on. I mean, now I'm good. I'm on medication and mm-hmm. it doesn't happen anymore. But that's something what I would think about. What medication is it? Do you mind? I t- no, I don't mind. I take um, Zoloft. Zoloft. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's um, yeah. I feel like. Uh, what people talk about or people think it's like it's a thing to take like you know, people get addicted to pills or they take yeah. pills to feel a certain way when they don't have a disorder mm-hmm. but to actually see how Zoloft works in the in an actual like the way it's supposed to the work the way it's supposed to work yeah that's mm-hmm. not we don't see that all the time because people don't yeah. talk about it so yeah, that's, it, yeah. It, messes, it changes some levels in your in your brain chemicals in your brain and made everything a lot better for me i was struggling for a did while did they have to start you like on a lower yeah it started low went really high still really high now started actually when i first had it it was so bad that i would be starting on this low dose of zoloft but i would have to take two xanax a day i was prescribed to take two xanax a day in order like to the battle footballs or like they're like little tiny round xanaxes yeah the, yep. yes yeah yep yep so i would Shit. have to take two of those a Yo, day if i fucking took one of those i would <laughs> fucking be dead yeah, no. I would, I would just pass out. I, I was so anxious because of my OCD that I had to take two a day. And I couldn't and drink that for would, a while, yeah. that would level you out, though. It would, I mean, it would, I was numb for a while. Yeah. That's the thing is, I was numb. I was so anxious all the time that I had to be numbed for so a while. The o- so it went from, like, the OCD <clears throat> to the repeating thoughts, and then that created the anxiety. Repeating thoughts are the OCD. The repeating... Those are the... Obse- OCD so and repeating... Obsessive, okay. obsessive compulsive disorders. So those are the obsessions, is thinking that over in your head. Is it just not common to have repeating thoughts, or people just don't... No, it is. To- people just don't talk about it. That's uh, the thing. People don't talk about it. So I, everybody yeah. sees the light switch guy, because yeah. that's what they see... F- in the physical that's what like the media brings it out to be like washing uh, hands like howie mandel is famous for having ocd oh, right oh i couldn't even listen to him on a podcast like yeah. i love fucking howie mandel i love you please yeah. come on the show <laughs> I, like i love dude i fucking been watching you my whole life but like just the way that i'm like dude i can't relate to you howie mandel like yeah. it's just yeah. and obviously he's great like and he handles it yeah but like exactly him, it was fascinating i will say it was fascinating hearing him talk about it yeah but it's like it wasn't even entertaining mm-hmm. past a certain point because i was like i just uh, yeah like, i can't even relate yeah yeah or, yeah so if you bring it back so i can like talk about what howie mandel has compared to me so if you bring it back to the strain iron like so my obsession is thinking that it's on constantly the compulsion is me going back upstairs even though i know it's off i'm going back upstairs anyway to double check to just make sure howie mandel his obsession is that he has germs on his hand and he's gonna get sick, right? That's what he's thinking constantly. That's, that's the obsession. why he. That's the obsession. His compulsion. He's gonna wash his hands constantly. That's why he washes his hands constantly. So that's like kind of the comparison. Same thing. He won't give hugs or things. Won't give hugs because he's afraid of getting sick. Like it's like things like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think a lot of it gets 
expressed towards other people in like mm. a negative way. Yeah. Because think about it, anything ambiguous is taking mm-hmm. negative is, is taken negatively. Mm-hmm. I heard that quote and I was like that changed my fucking life because yep. like that's true. Like anything that's not specific is negative. Mm-hmm. Um so like if you if you are turning the radio thing, mm-hmm. people are like what the fuck are you doing? Like I just it just seems expl- weird. Yeah, yeah. And like but yeah. Or, like, Howie Mandel doesn't, you know, obviously he's Howie Mandel, so you probably know, but, like, mm-hmm. somebody doesn't hug you, like, you think they just don't want to hug you or yeah. something. Like, you start going back in yourself when it's really, like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. just, hopefully they can tell you what's going on with them, but yeah. if they don't and it's ambiguous, then it's going to seem weird. Yeah, luckily, I don't know what Howie Mandel's full OCD story is, but luckily for me, the medicine I have works well enough where I don't really get obsessions anymore. I might have them, like, once every few weeks, but to this day, I'm doing pretty well now, so... Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's good. That's no. That's, that's what, so I mean, good that it turned. Yeah. yeah, because would you even be able to f- like have like your job and like do no? Like, I wouldn't be. Okay. I would not. So it was debilitating. Really, it was. It really was. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I had a breakdown my freshman year of college because of my OCD. I like almost went to the hospital. I thought I was having a heart attack. Like it was like that. So you thought you bad. were having a heart attack? I was actually, so, or you like were so riled up. I was up so that. riled up in my head. Um, another one was this is actually a common one for people that have OCD is like they make themselves believe that they are having trouble breathing. That one sucks. I had that once, and it's like you keep taking deep breaths constantly. That's your compulsion is to try to convince yourself that you're fine. So. I mean, it's tough. It was tough, definitely. And I would never wish anyone, like my own enemy, to have OCD. It was awful. It was very hard. Um, one of my close friends just went through it, and I was able to help him because I experienced it. So I think um, I think you'll help some people with this too. Um, yeah. I mean, you definitely helped me because at least now I have a reference. Like yeah, now exactly. I can. And like when I talked to you that day, like about this, like mm-hmm. to give people context too. Like I talked to Lauren about this before we like did this, but mm-hmm. um, like that like blew, like I didn't know that about you. you. Like, know. Yeah, no one knows. But it blew my yeah. mind to also like hear like even what you're saying right now mm-hmm. for me to understand it. Like in mm-hmm. my, yes, I have like the mild little thing like the radio or whatever yeah. and some stupid shit for sure. Yeah. But like nothing that's gonna like take me over because for yeah. me, well, honestly, yeah, I mean I had a breakdown but it wasn't like that type of breakdown. I guess it was mm-hmm. More of like an existential, like mm-hmm. shit, like what the fuck, like I'm not on mm-hmm. the right path. Breakdown, mm-hmm. like a college breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think uh, I meditate, you know, five days a yeah, week. Yeah, meditating at, helped at, me a lot. I yeah. At least did mm-hmm. it. Okay, yeah, it did cool. help me a lot. Yep. When did you did you start that? Before? Right when I got diagnosed, my my psychiatrist recommended it, and I was like, all right, I'll get this try. It helped a lot. It helps just bring. It feels like your head is like getting cleared out. Like you feel it too so it's like you're picturing it and you're feeling your head like just get cleared out and it's the best feeling in the world i love meditation do you still do it or occasionally i will um i don't feel the need to as much anymore just because i feel a lot better than i did but occasionally i will yeah yeah i how much how long will you do a guided one or just by yourself yeah i used to use headspace on my phone headspace, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that guy i'm just gonna settle down now or whatever yeah, he's, yeah, Australian. That guy, yep. no, he's australian not an english accent yeah um, cool cool uh really nice good voice yeah yeah. i like uh for people listening if you want any meditations good ones that i would recommend um are headspace is a solid app if you want an app sam harris guided meditation tara brock guided meditation both of those are my ogs if i want to guide it and uh right on youtube Mm -hmm. and put it on your phone or your computer or whatever and i think 
meditation saved me in a way mm-hmm. i really think it did yeah because it i wouldn't be able to do so many things at one time yeah i think i'm a little insane of like doing as many things as i do like just by, off the bat mm-hmm. but i think it would definitely not be feasible if i didn't work out and meditate yeah and that's mm-hmm. what i tell people it's like if you're for the most part other mm-hmm. than like something that's in more in in the extreme of like mm-hmm. you need medication like fucking go first of all walk if you can't do anything walk if you can run run mm-hmm. if even if it sucks i hate it so yeah. i hike and i bike but like do start doing shit because do that like yeah. did you do any like any exercise at all yeah I, I worked out a little bit um i'm not just it's, it's not everybody's thing yeah That's like it's it. really not my thing just because like in high school i played sports in in middle school i played sports like you know i played softball and stuff and i was like this is my exercise right i'm not doing it like so it was harder when i got to college i did intramurals and stuff so that kept me in shape and stuff so now i'm kind of in i'm in that spot right now i'm battling with all right i have a gym membership we're gonna go we're gonna go do it and i've i've gone a few times so i'm still i'm still trying to get that on my schedule you know so yeah i i do take my dog for walks a lot so um that's kind of a little form i've been of trying to do like not every meal but i try to walk almost after every almost every yeah. meal mm-hmm. and i find that being great sometimes mm-hmm. i don't most of i try not to take my phone if i do sometimes i'll listen to like a podcast mm-hmm. uh while i'm walking but like mm-hmm. if you see if you know where i'm at anybody listening i mean like if you walk here it's just beautiful it's like yeah it's, it's nice it's yeah. the best place mm-hmm. you can walk yeah exactly and uh you'll probably for me like if i walk at eight at night i'm not gonna even see anybody like i might see one person mm-hmm. so that like the just the walking in general like walking the dog like it's, mm-hmm. it's great i yeah. feel like that automatically does something it does yeah t- definitely my dog's helped me a lot he's actually registered also as my emotional support animal so he's definitely helped me a lot yeah Wow, so can you, you can, uh, so that's that's a good, like, finesse right there. You can bring them places I can now. bring them anywhere, yeah. I mean, I don't, but yeah. I could if I wanted to. You can put, you, what is it, like, they have, like, a little tag for him He or has a little vest that says vest. ESA on it. Oh, um, my God. Funny. Yeah, he's he's great. He was a so you don't rescue. like flex it and like you know. I don't know. <laughs> I could if I wanted. I mean, I the only way it's I have flex it. Now you're bringing a dog everywhere. It's like yeah. I mean, the only flex I have used with it was getting his his rent for free at my apartment because usually I have to pay extra for dog dog rent too. Oh, so I got shit. that for free Look because he's that. in the ESA. So that's the only real thing I've done with that, other than it's just like, having. Oh, I'm just using my dog. To like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. My doctor like told me I should just register him, and I was like, okay. Now yeah. he has like a little card and it's stuff. It's always and... good. It's no, it's good though. I mean, yeah. Especially if you're going somewhere and you want mm-hmm. to bring him, and you technically can't. Now you can. God forbid I get to that same place I was a few years ago. That would be the time I would bring him places. You know. Mm. Yeah. So you've been. So it's been uh, since you've been have had your correct dosage. Mm-hmm. Like you've been good. Been great. Since yeah. Then. Been great. Yeah. And how long have you been on that? On this dose, I've been on for probably two years. Mm. I want to say, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's enough time. I feel like to figure out. Like, to figure okay, out. We yeah. Got it. And I don't feel like um, right now. I don't. I mean, I've talked about getting off of it, right, and seeing where I'm at. Um, I just feel too good though to mm. get off of it right now. So you had to talk to. You didn't talk to a psychologist. You talked to a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah, because they can psychologists can't prescribe. Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I feel like why psychologists... Like I guess psychologists are just for like a whole another set of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. things. I I don't really know those details on that. But mm-hmm. so did you have to have a good uh, psychi- psychiatrist or did you? Yeah. Like was that? A, so what happened? The whole process was like actually my, after my freshman year of college that summer. 
I also was starting to feel anxious and stuff. Not as bad as I was my sophomore year, but I was feeling pretty bad. I went to, like, just my general doctor, and she was like, all right, you have anxiety. Let's just give you some Lexapro, give you a really small dose. That made it worse. That was awful. Um, How? What happened? So just the, the symptoms and stuff were, like, I was falling, like, felt like I was falling asleep driving, oh. and, like, I was in summer classes at an RV, so... So that's why when people say, oh, <clears throat> there's prescription medications are fucked, like... Yeah. That's really, like, w- it doesn't I work mean, for everybody. it doesn't... No, it doesn't work for everybody. You, it's, like, there's so many of them, too. It just doesn't... It doesn't... But you, she also just, like, assumed that was... Yeah. Like, she saw the symptom. Yeah. And, assu- and tried knew, to treat your but symptom. But the thing is, my mom also has anxiety. She takes that medicine. Ah. So she was like, this works for your mom, so it probably might work for you, but it did not... Um, so I got off of that right away, and then I was just like, I'm just not going to go any medication for a while, see how we do, because that wasn't too bad. Um, so I did that, got really bad again, and had that mental breakdown, and I literally thought I was going to die, like, truly convinced that <laughs> those were my last days on were Earth. Were you by yourself? My parents were with me, because I was home for winter break. Ah. Uh. Truly thought I was just... Good thing that you were home, though. Yeah, thank God I was home. Yeah, I don't know what would have happened. Like, I was just... It was bad. Um, they taught... My dad, luckily, has a co-worker that had a daughter that went through something similar to what I went through. Um, they called the psychiatrist one of the best in the state of New Jersey, and I went the next day. So, I was lucky, was able to get in um, in that kind of an emergency. I mean, if we didn't have him, I probably would have gone to the emergency room because it was that bad. Um, <clears throat> but I went and told him everything probably i cried pretty much the entire time probably told him everything that was going on with me and he was very good at his job was able to diagnose me um he sees he's a specialist in ocd so um he was able to tell me what was wrong yeah Yeah, what was wrong with me and uh yeah started me on zoloft and it worked perfectly yeah i think that's important to have somebody who obviously hey if you go to the best you're good but, yep um for people that can't access that i feel like they're now with the online stuff now there i is, don't yeah. know how good it is but mm-hmm. um obviously there's the side of like yeah i'm gonna get my medical marijuana card mm-hmm. just by like talking to some random dude doctor online mm-hmm. <laughs> just so i can have weed mm-hmm. but i feel like the other side of it is they're they're that the access now is uh, you're not restricted, mm-hmm. and you can probably even if you don't have insurance, I, I think you probably just pay out of pocket and like yeah, actually can, still yeah. be able to see somebody and get yeah, prescribed. Yeah, something. yeah, and he's not someone. I mean, I, I talk to him like every two months now. Yeah, I don't have to talk to him often, and I mean, yeah, we he does take insurance, so it was helpful for me. Yep. Um, yeah, so now it's just good. He just keeps prescribing for me. Basically, we get on the phone. We're like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "Doctor Donaldson, I'm amazing." And mm-hmm. he'll be like, "All right, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going with the meds." Do you have? Do you <clears throat> see any side effects of it? I honestly, with Zoloft, did not see any side effects whatsoever. Like no physical, like no no like, physical other than me feeling better. No, yeah, no, but no, like you can go to the, you can work out. Yeah, you can. I mean, in the beginning, obviously, I was still anxious, so I didn't really know what was uh, happening. You know. Yes. Um, but by the time I started feeling better, I was like, I feel amazing. But if you're taking fucking Xanax, there's no way you're going to the gym. Fucking no, going no, hard. no, I was I mean, not. the thing is, people do. That's the fucking yeah. crazy shit. Where then yeah. they have like strokes and shit. Yeah. No, I was. Wow, that's crazy though, because I yeah. Did, so like that shit was made for that 
mm-hmm. and it it's perfect for you. It's perfect for me, yeah. And it I just, guess that's why there's so many drugs. Yeah, whatever was whatever makeup in my brain that was off, until Loft was able to fix it. So, dude, like, what if that fucking they didn't have that shit? Like, I what, don't know like, what, what would if happen. this entire system wasn't even created? I don't know, this like, medical. I know, and people always are like, well, the people that are like anti like medication and stuff mm-hmm. are always like, they didn't have that back in the day. I'm like. Do you see the amount of shit we have going on in our world right now? They didn't yep. have the same mental problems we have to this day. So, no, and like, even if they did, though, it's like, yeah, people fucking suffered. Like, yeah, people suffered. Yeah, exactly. Life wasn't amazing. Yeah. Like, life sucked. Yeah. Like, you could just die of, like, polio very fast or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You're right, yeah. though. There is something to that where, okay, we know 100% suicides are up, right? Yeah. Mental illness is up. Everything's yeah, up. Yeah, Every everything, All the yeah. bad things you can think about is up with in this day um covid i guess even covid aside probably but definitely Mm -hmm. because of covid in a way yeah people being home and stuff they're going crazy yeah and i think that it's and oh yeah so i was watching a listening to a podcast the other day and it was called the it was the guy who is the he owns men's health magazine okay and so his book is called the comfort crisis and it's all about comfort and what it's doing to us and so i guess you know his conclusion was a lot of this and now he's not a doctor or anything Mm -hmm. his conclusion was that a lot of our a lot of what's happening is because we don't have as much adversity Mm -hmm. so it's hard it's like in everybody's in everybody's life in many people's lives they face some sort of large adversity Mm -hmm. And if you look back and you don't have that or, like, you don't have any reference of that, then it might make it – it might be – it might seem like you're owed something or, like Mm – or if your life isn't going how you think it should go, that – if you don't have a reference to this bad thing that you overcame, Mm -hmm. that, like, you're just going to get more depressed or more anxious or more whatever. So I think there is something to the kind of, like, societal – aspect yeah. of like these mental yeah. illnesses yeah. uh are uh, popping up but there's also just the fact that like mm. i think with you i guess it's just like just by a lot like some brain chemistry yeah brain chemistry that exactly doesn't yeah. seem to really be now you couldn't put yeah. a finger on like uh, they don't the psychiatrist can't even tell you yeah they can't tell that. me what happened what, when yeah. when it happened when something went off but i mean it's just like you just got i mean you gotta take i'm i'm happy i went through it it made me the person i am now you know and like people it's so cliche to say people say that all the time but it really did it shaped who i am now and i couldn't be happier with where i am in life now so yeah it all worked out for really the all yeah. that matters and yeah. uh the fact that you could come up here and talk about it i just yeah. i think that's really important yeah, and yeah, i yeah. i i really uh <clears throat> thanks and i appreciate yeah. you uh emphasizing the fact that you wanted to talk about it because a lot yeah. of times you know i ask people like i didn't ask you this but like mm-hmm. a lot of my guests that i like don't know as well you know i'll always ask them like what don't you want to talk about mm-hmm. you know there's like a, th- a thing that i send people but mm-hmm. um and sometimes people just you know normally it's like uh, i don't want to talk about politics i don't want to talk about religion or stuff like yeah, that yeah, but yeah. uh this is much deeper than that i mean yeah this it is, is yeah this is much yeah. and for you it doesn't seem hard to talk and about. and i really but. i mean it's not now it was at first i didn't i mean i didn't share it publicly ever like mm-hmm. A lot of people will put things on Instagram all the time and stuff. Like, I never told anyone, really, besides my close friends and family, obviously. Um, so, I mean, it feels good now to be able to come out and say, like, yeah, I have OCD. Yeah, that's why I was the way I was before I found out. You know, it, may, it all makes sense now. Um, 
and yeah I'm glad I'm in the spot to be to be able to share it now for other people that might be going through it it happens more than you know one of my close friends just went through this whole thing um so yeah did your any of your friends like <clears throat> notice when I was going on with you and like oh, notice yeah. like the change of oh yeah wow. yeah yeah I had to be checked on a lot when I was luckily when I mean not luckily but also luckily when I was going through this I was living in my sorority suite with nine other girls so I had a lot of people checking in on me all the time but yeah so that comes back to that support network though and like just yeah. having people around uh really yeah. to talk to and like that's it's much harder for people who don't have that yeah and so I think like go out seek it find mm-hmm. people who you can trust that you mm-hmm. can talk to that's like the number one thing yep um i think other than getting the help that you need yep. is just having people around um yeah finding just, a network of people i joined some support groups on facebook even like yeah just, like even just that, to read other people's stories possible like yeah it is it's possible it doesn't matter how much money you have go to a fucking library log on to the fucking computer if you don't have a goddamn yeah. smartphone and just get on there and do that yeah. shit. like even that like will help you i mean there's also a book i recommend for for people that think they might have ocd like the ocd workbook just my psychiatrist recommended it when I first felt felt bad um and it just solidified the fact that I'm not alone and other people have the same thoughts I have like you read that book and you're like that's me like it's a description of me and you're like okay other people in this world suffer with the same thing I am and it can be treated and I mean it's never curable right but it can be treated and it feels like you're cured so that's it that's it yeah <laughs> thank you for talking about that i appreciate yeah. it if there's anything else that you want obviously i want people to know where they can like watch your stream uh if they yeah, want to yeah, check yeah, that yeah. out for my uh for my <laughs> apex apex for legends my apex legends fans out there because yeah, i don't yeah. know who listens to this i really like i yeah. do to an extent but um yeah. i don't know what people are into and they should be able to find it yeah so i'm twitch tv dot um lola send slash lola, lola send, send. I'll, I'll send you you can put it in the description or whatever so all right perfect is there anything else yeah. you want to talk about before we wrap it up no i think that's it i mean i have the guitar if you want me to play a little something too all right that's gonna do a little good we do can hook that up do you want to let's do, do that on... let's exit and then i'll do it sounds good sorry there. guys that's the uh that's the <clears throat> patreon content um <laughs> <laughs> we're setting that up right now though we're gonna actually have a um we're gonna have a Patreon, yeah. And uh, you know sure. we're gonna we're gonna be doing some uh, some extra stuff. That's gonna be happening in the next uh, few months now. But uh, Lauren, go. thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, I really appreciate no problem. It. Of course. And uh, as as you guys know, the spiel I gotta do it every single time. Um, but uh, that's just because it takes uh, a lot of people to make this happen. And Lauren, I appreciate you uh, you know helping me with my business. And, oh yeah, uh, like yeah, it's, it's really uh, it's it's uh, your lifesaver. It's been a good um, time. Yeah. And I have you know I don't have all the skills. I just have a set narrow set. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you doing that i appreciate you coming up here yeah um you know shout out to ryan kelly for the logo uh for the redesign of our logo uh shout out to tret for helping us produce uh brandon for uh you know editing the video um as well as jello music uh my boy angelo for doing the theme song and uh that's it that's it. we really you know we got the team we got the squad it takes a lot uh to you know make yep. make bobcast uh, make Bobcast happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. You know that we're on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses. You can find more information and everything at sullybop.com, sullybop.com slash Bobcast. Um, and just search, search Bobcast. We're also a video version on YouTube if you want to check that out. That's out, out a week or two after the audio version. And uh, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank that's you so wrap. much. And yep. Lauren Solo, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Sully. Anytime. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Hey, before you go, we got a little surprise for you. Please enjoy this live performance by our guest, Lauren Tozolo. And your boy, Sully Bop on the drums, baby. All right, let's get it.
sounds great with that, so. Do you like All the, right. the drums cool? I like it, yeah. Sounded great. Perfect. Yeah. All that matters. All that matters. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded great. Jam band. Jam band, exactly. I love jam band. Ladies and gentlemen, Lawrence is a uh, pop over here. On the, On drums. the drums. 
Let's get it. And, uh, that's another Bobcast live performance. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. Nice. Thanks, Tuz. That was awesome. Sick. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. I hope you got a ton of value from that episode. I know I did. If you could, I would please encourage you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, that is the best way uh, to gain new listeners and grow and rank on the platform so new people can listen to the podcast. So if you do have a minute, uh, probably less than a minute, maybe 30 seconds of your time uh, to leave us a review, uh, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, make sure to visit sodabeats.com. It's the best way to make beats online right now. Easiest way. Uh, you can use them uh, for profit use, uh, uh, no royalty fees or anything like that, and uh, you get to keep the beat forever and do whatever you want with it. It's great. So more at sullybop.com, video version on YouTube. You guys know the deal. Thank you so much. I'm Ryan Sullivan. This has been another episode of Bopcast. I'll see you guys on the next one.